is the No Sold Weekly Wrap. Here again, the East West Connection. How you guys feeling? Feeling great. Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> so here we are again. We had uh, another week in pro wrestling. There was uh, it was action packed. There was some um, weekend fun from NXT and Ring of Honor, but we also had some AEW Dynamite and Rampage that we'd like to cover. Uh, a coming out party, some might say, for one Ricky Starks. We're definitely going to get into that. But before we do, you guys, do you have anything on your mind uh, from the last week that stands out that you wanted to talk about? Anything specific from the last week in the pro wrestling world? No, but it's it is uh it's sad to see William Regal officially gone. No moving on. He had some cool stories though. I don't know if you guys heard William Regal talk about how Vince kept him on, you know, kept paying him even though he let him go to AEW because Brian Danielson was there and asked if he could come over or whatever the deal is. And Vince said, Go for it, let him go out of his contract and paid him to the end of his contract, his talent contract. So I thought that was cool. Little side note from Vince, you know, Vince is a trash human normally. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> but it just shows it shows the respect that Regal gets, right? Because Vince McMahon showed him that respect. Tony Khan showed him, you know, equal respect and like letting him go back and do what he wants. Triple H obviously respects the guy. So it just shows how valuable a guy like that is to your company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely one of the most respected guys from all these stories you're hearing. Like, you know it, but then when you start to hear everybody, how highly they speak of him, and even that Vince story, and even the way Tony Khan let him kind of go early. This guy is uh, a gentleman, a lord, <laughs> some, might, some might say. But yeah, it looks like he's he's heading back to WWE. Although he said something like right before we started recording, like, if you don't hear it from me. Yeah, that's true. Just wait. So whatever that means. But um, John Wayne, do you have anything? from this last week that you want to uh, touch on specifically? What was your favorite moment of the last week? Put you on the spot. It might be. I mean, that Ricky Starks promo was pretty damn good. And like, I knew he had it in him. I've watched that dude since the NWA, but like he took it to another level, I think. And we'll talk about it more in depth, but I would say that's probably my favorite moment. Um, NXT deadline was enjoyable to me. Like I like NXT, so we'll cover it more in depth as we go on. But I'd say Ricky Starks. Nice. I will second that or third that. But um, for sure we'll get into the specifics of those promos uh, with Ricky Starks and MJF. And before we get into AEW and all the results and whatnot, I do want to touch on uh last week's episode. We had listed our all-time favorite matches which so far is getting a lot of really positive re uh, reviews, feedback. Some were saying it was one of our best. So that's nice. cool. Yeah. And uh, everyone chimed in with their top 10 favorites. Uh, and a lot of the same matches appeared on these lists. I know me and Ed had like five of the top, you know, same top 10. So mm. shout out to Ed. Yep, shout out to Edge. I think I had the other five in Ed's uh, or three <laughs> or four. Funny, yeah. So, so yeah. Did we, he have um the Hangman Kenny Young Bucks match? He actually did not. Oh um, man, he's such a Hangman were... Mark. I thought that would be there. No, maybe it was um, yeah, maybe it'll move up the list. But mm. um, really quick, I, I have to say, uh, for Mike Zern, number one was your number one. Macho Man and Ultimate oh, Warrior, it? Cool. <laughs> WrestleMania 7. 
And he also had Mach and Flair in there. It's number mm. two. And uh, Ricky Steamboat and Flair. Wrestle War mm. 89. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also showed love to Piper and Brett at WrestleMania 8. So, oh, wow. um, yep. A lot of Brett, a lot of Brett on uh, Mike's list, a lot of Brett on everyone's list, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I talked to Ed like during the week and, you know, Brett's his all time favorite. So I figured that would be the case with him. Yeah, I thought uh, one, a couple of like wild cards just to knock over the same ones. But uh, Greg chimed in. Edge versus Mick Foley, WrestleMania 22. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, people love that match, actually. People and I've always just not been into it and i I, i'm in the minority for sure you know but like here's the thing like that yeah here's the thing out of the three of us here we don't care about edge yeah let's just be honest yeah right like i've heard that too like the the rumble that he came back was so good and like yeah it's just he doesn't do it for us you know but that's why it's the our favorite top 10 you know so And everybody else, uh, no disrespect to anybody that has Edge on his list, but mm -hmm. like I would see that and be like, really? You know, because like I just don't. Yeah, people love that match. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really loved. They do. And um, also, Greg had Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Orton at WrestleMania Mm. 30, the main event. Oh, interesting. I'm assuming for the moment for for Bryan. Yeah, but I definitely had imagined. I really respect that because I actually said before, I'll say, I think that was the last great WrestleMania WWE put out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, him and Triple H was actually good the yeah. first match. Um, but yeah, the moment for sure. Like, even like, you know, the punk uh Cena match that was on, I know it was on your list, Frank. Like, I thought about that because, like, that was it's, it's the yeah, it's such a moment. I was so happy, but yeah. like, I mean, I was probably more happy the first time he won, and it wasn't mm-hmm. even like a match, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it yeah. didn't stand the test of time for me. Yeah, I feel like um and also in the in the comments, Jennifer Chan uh chimed in and Jay Chan, I guess we should call her. Yeah. But uh she <laughs> chimed in and uh she was also kind of co-signing your thing with uh, Brock and Eddie. Mm. She oh, loves nice. that match. Yeah. Love it. And, and uh mentioned the Undertaker and Mankind buried alive match. Oh, oh yeah, interesting. It's a cool one. Yeah. Fun. That's a fun one. That's See, a cool this version is, of Mankind. That, yeah, that and this is why I love the your favorite, you know, because mm-hmm. you get to see what, like, people like, you know, and that's cool that everybody's chiming in. Like, I want to see more different matches, you know? Like, yeah, I never exactly. would have thought about that Barry Live match, but that match was cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, like, a first, you know? And Lorenzi chimed in with a very, um, I guess it's not obscure at all, but AJ Styles versus Okada from Wrestle Kingdom. 2015 mm-hmm. or 16 he he holds that in high regards Some for a favorite that's our uh overseas correspondent <laughs> nice yeah he also uh enjoyed kurt angle and brock's iron man match on smackdown mm. okay yeah, that's fun see those matches like i forget about some of those yeah, exactly. awesome matches mm-hmm. on raw and smackdown you know yeah it's yeah true. it's cool to uh to see a lot of these guys lists and if you want to check them out look in the comments leave your comment obviously let us know your all-time favorite matches we did our show last week it was super fun we like doing those kind of um countdown and also if anybody has any like thing that they would like to see us cover too like drop that in the comments you know if you want to hear us talk about what we think are the best whatever or 
you know, if you want to hear us talk about the all time, who's the all time greatest wrestler, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like drop it in the comments and, you know. Yeah. And feel free to tell us why you enjoyed some of these matches. Like we mentioned last week, um, Frank said, and Duke as well. Sometimes you watched it with someone that made it more important yeah. a time in your life that might've made it more important. Um, Zern mentioned that for the Bulldog and Bret Hart, that's his fifth favorite match of all time. My first, it was also on both of your guys lists. So that's Mm -hmm. a unanimous right there. He said that all he wanted for his 12th birthday was the SummerSlam (laughs) pay-per-view that shot him down. Didn't happen. Ah, That sucks. But but he did see it eventually. Yeah. He saw it eventually. So yeah, leave in the comments and um, also subscribe you know, on this YouTube channel, Instagram at no sold underscore podcast. You can still find us there. Facebook. We're still kind of hanging around there a little bit. Um, Check us out. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up as the year ends. Uh, We're going to talk about the Degeneration X pay-per-view and how it sort of compares to the Starcade 97 pay-per-view from December of that year of 1997. So that's going to be coming up sort of compare and contrast to those two shows. That's going to be fun. And um, yeah, as the year winds down, we're going to we're going to talk about some more uh, plans we have. But for now, we should probably get into current day stuff, uh, wrap up this last week in wrestling. There was some fun stuff. We mentioned at the top AEW, they had a Ricky Starks um, sort of like a career defining moment, I'll call it. But we'll get into the specifics of that. I have to say, though, there was a great crowd in Austin for for this dynamite and that's super important because frank you saw the previous week when uh mjf laid the knucks into regal and it was a long promo that crowd was kind of dead it was it has a different effect when yeah a, yeah for sure crowd, you know so what you think of, of my the crowd this half week? of my half of my matches on my top 10 were like partly because the crowd enhanced whatever it was i was watching you mm-hmm. know so it's like it's so important um no i thought the crowd was back. I feel like AEW typically has good crowds. It's just I feel like they hit a couple of bum cities in the last maybe <laughs> month, month and a half where it was just like, damn, this crowd is dead. Including the Philadelphia crowd, you know, not to not to hate on every other town, but but that show was kind of like a weird one this, for this them. This guy goes to the West Coast and he forgets where he came from. <laughs> nah, bro. I, listen, I rely on Philly to have like good crowds, especially when it's like a WWE show where you know it's gonna be nonsense. It's like, well, at least well, maybe if they had a good card, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, that's the truth. The card the was AEW, trash. The AEW show was rough, you know. So yeah, you know, Boston then, though, uh, Boston was pretty weak, right? Boston, yeah, show. Boston's always weird, you know. No, it's just there's too many of these like i also think they've been in the same markets for so long aw that it's like you've been at the leah core center five times in the last two years you know what I mean? You're, yeah people, it's gonna get burnt out but um they're no, branching the out though they got a, a uh, yeah they a are seattle a new territory mm-hmm. there i see they're going to which is gonna be yeah. fun they'll be back on the west coast early next year so you know this Even austin with, crowd though was awesome um no the crowd was, was good ricky stark's residence uh mm-hmm. which if anybody's interested in like learning a little bit more about Ricky Starks as I have started to do it's his story is very cool about yeah. um, just how he kind of ended up in Austin and sort of how he caught on with AEW um, in general. So mm-hmm. if you want to check it out, he's been um, sort of making the rounds as far as his, his popularity is growing, but yeah, I want to talk about really quick uh, the battle Royal because we had the dynamite diamond ring battle Royal that started this show. Mm-hmm. And there was always a little bit of confusion about, I guess, what does this mean when you win the ring? And apparently, yeah. I believe now the winner, which is Ricky Starks. Um, we'll talk about some spots in this match if you want. But Ricky Starks did win the battle role. So he's going to fight MJF now. But f- 
for the ring or is he the ring holder regardless? He's, I think he's the ring holder. Okay. I think that's what it is. We think, right? Yeah, we I think, think that's what it is. We still because... don't know. Because okay. MJF did say, like, I'm going to be the four-time, four-time, or whatever, five, whatever he said. Yeah, yeah whatever. Diamond yeah. ring holder. And I'm just like, wait, does Ricky Starks get uh, either way? Maybe he's just going to crown himself the fucking diamond ring holder since he's always had it. And if he beats Ricky Starks, it's like, I should I would have had it again. I don't know, but... He does what he I, wants, right? Yeah, I think Ricky Starks holds the ring, but... Because, but, like... You know, maybe he hasn't lost a lot, but like when MJF won the ring, he lost some matches and he didn't lose the ring or like the ring wasn't <laughs> yeah. up for grabs. You know what I mean? Right. So like, I don't know though. What do I know? But right. Yeah. But did you guys catch the, so the battle Royal, I have a couple notes, but Duke, you might not like this note. <laughs> Brian Cage is terrible, man. <laughs> He's terrible. So I only say that because I've yet to be impressed by anything he does like in one-on-one matches, but there was a spot in this match where everybody's done it. Like, even Flair did it in the 92 Rumble, I remember. You know when you hit someone and they got to like kind of send themselves over the top rope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough in Battle Royals. But this one was so apparent and like drastic <laughs> that uh, Brian Cage got hit by, I think it might have been Jungle Boy or somebody. But he he waited about four or five seconds and then dove over the top rope. <laughs> that killed yeah. me. Yeah. But that was, you know. That was my little note from that. The, uh, the Brian, Battle Cage, was just quick. Brian Cage is always going to get love from me, so... I wish he would get rid of that mohawk and I wish he would just pick a lane with his style, I guess. Because I'm all uh, about big guys doing stuff. Like if you could do it, you know, people are like work big and you, you know, but like with him, I don't mind if you do a high flying move or whatever it is that you do that makes you a big guy doing high flying Mm -hmm. shit. But he kind of like doesn't know where he's at. And it's like, he almost exactly. doesn't, he almost doesn't feel as strong as he like looks because he's also flying around and stuff. He's one of the weird circumstances where I'm like, I don't he know. He just needs to, I think just like, I think he wants to have this like huge arsenal of moves yeah. and like, you gotta like less is more, I think. Yeah. Like you can do a moonsault, bro. Like mm-hmm. that's cool. But like, just, I don't know. It's just a bit much for me. Like, him doing like stuff that like Mustafa Ali does. It just doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. It looks odd, odd with his physique with some of these movements, I guess. Yeah. But... And like, if you can do something cool, like mm-hmm. Brock can do something cool, you know, Brock did a shooting star press, maybe bring it out once in a while or something. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. like Wardlow does that uh, whisper me. in the wind. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it's just one high spot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but did you guys notice anything else in this battle royal um, that you for me? To talk like, about? I don't want to be like a negative Nancy, but like, it was so like scripted. Like the eliminations, it was like, all right, John, you do your move, you throw me out. Then Frank comes in, he's gonna choke slam me, then throw you out. Then, you know, this guy will come in and do a move and throw. It was very like sequenced. I think like overproduced. Yeah, it was just and listen production is necessary for sure but it was just for me it was a little too much it felt very choreographed it didn't feel natural and that's that's what i took out of it yeah well i did feel the same way but it was just a means to an end to get uh exactly. starks this moment so it's a tv battle royal you know it is what it is yeah. So we got the moment Ricky Starks uh did win this battle royal the dynamite diamond ring battle royal there was a little bit of doubt if he would or not because he's already got the title shot at winners coming. Regardless, 
afterwards, Ricky Starks was on fire. But before that, before he got a chance to talk, MJF came out. And MJF ran ran Ricky Starks down. I believe he his main insult was calling him Pebble and sort of calling him a knockoff rock. And full disclosure, I felt the same way when I first started watching Ricky Starks. Like, it's hard to not see a little bit of rock in him, the way he moves, the way he dresses, et cetera, et cetera. But I said to you guys, like, I feel like he kind of uh, is his own man now. And whatever I think doesn't matter because MJF cut him down, talked about a second rate rock, called him pebble. Um, He also, you know, mentioned Ricky Starks wrestling on YouTube for NWA and all this stuff. None of it really seemed to phase Starks because he came right back at him. And before we get into like specifics of the promo Ricky Starks cut, what do you guys think of this exchange? I thought it was very good from both guys. And I, I'm always pretty critical of MJF's delivery of these promos and all that type of stuff. But I thought he was good. My biggest issue with him still, though, I feel like like it feels very cheap too often for, mm-hmm. for MJF. You know what I mean? And it's just like for a guy that's supposed to be like this so clever next level guy on the mic, oftentimes I'm just like, he makes me laugh, but I'm like, yeah, but it's cheap. He, you know, mm-hmm. insulting the sports town, insulting pe- poor people or fat people or whatever or it is, people. calling or dead people or calling Ricky Starks like a rock, right? Because that's been like the thing since any everybody first saw Ricky Starks. They were like, oh, he's mm-hmm. kind of like the rock. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, yeah, like low-hanging fruit, you know? I feel like oh. that's, MJF. that's like MJF's thing. And I get that's part of it, you know, because he's like such un- an unlikable guy, but – that's my only issue with MGF's like promos, but um, I did think he did good. And obviously Ricky Starks like had a moment. You guys know how high I am, I am on Ricky Starks. Maybe probably my top guy. That's not one of the guys we've been watching forever. You know, not a punk or Danielson or whatever. He's probably my top guy over there. So it was ha- I was happy to see him have like this big moment. Cause I've, he's had some good moments where he cut the promo with Hobbs attacked them. I thought that was a good moment for him, but that was just, it ended abruptly where like, this was like, here's your time to shine. It was so long too. I was surprised at how long they were letting him talk, but I thought it was cool overall. Um, Not perfect either, but I thought it was cool overall. I thought he got himself over and it made people on the internet finally start to acknowledge him. You guys may remember I said on this show, I think he has more upside than a guy like MJF even, because I'm not 100% convinced that MJF has another level where I am with Ricky Starks, right? Where I think Ricky Starks is like, we we have yet to see anything that this guy could do. So I'm happy that people who get in his rec, you know, he's getting his recognition for people. I'm happy that he's going to be in a big match, even though obviously he's not likely to win. Who knows? I like, I like the feeling going into these big shows, you know, or these big dynamites at least. Duke mentioned that you should probably think about calling an audible or plans can change if this MJF thing doesn't, you know, take off or if the ratings don't continue to get better or whatnot. Obviously, we're not going to act like, you know, you should pull the plug right now and yeah. throw it on Ricky Starks. But I do think before I let Duke speak on the promo, I think this was a career defining thing. I'm going to sit here and just overrate it. I know it's your boy, Frank. Like, you're definitely mm-hmm. the guy. But I'm just going to say, like, watching it, it was like competent, natural. All the things, Duke, we talk about that we want to see from these guys now. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of it? Yeah. I mean, I think you said it right there. The biggest thing is like, we don't like phony, you know, I think wrestling fans, not just us mm-hmm. wrestling fans don't like phony. I think that was a big thing with Cena. Why people didn't get behind him. Cause he would come out and he was the company guy. And like, listen, he did a lot of good and like 
I'm not going to sit here and put John Cena down, but he was a phony baloney. We all know that. Like, that's mm-hmm. why fans didn't get behind him, you know? And, like, Ricky Starks finally got a shot, and he was like, I'm going to fucking kill this right now. And, like, it's honestly, dude, like, not that, and I don't mean to be little Ricky Starks, but there's so much talent on that roster that's probably just dying for that one chance and he got the chance and he -hmm. hit a grand slam Mm -hmm. you know like i mean i i felt that he outshined mjf because mjf is doing the same old bullshit Mm -hmm. the same stuff that everybody says you know by the way i don't ricky starks being compared to the rock is a compliment first off Mm -hmm. and and i don't even see him as like a rock wannabe I think he's just a charismatic ass dude mm-hmm. that kind of has similar like hair and sideburns, you know. Exactly. Like, I think that's what it is too. Yeah, I agree with you. I I mm. I compare him to like Prince, you know, mm. like mm. just a charismatic, you know, he's got that thing about him, you know. Yeah, the chain. he's just got that like, you know, that attractiveness, that charisma about him, you know, and like. He got a chance and he killed it, man. And I thought, I mean, I was like, I was kind of blown away, you know. And like you mentioned, John, the crowd like was they were right there in his palm. So I thought it was super cool. Um, You know, MJF, like like Frank said, like I think he needs to chill with like the. It's just typical, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like everybody says how great this guy is, this generational talent, like. I want to see that. Yeah. You know, like, I agree. don't say, you know, you're in Philadelphia. Oh, the Phillies are, you know, they blew the yeah, World Series. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I never heard that one before. You yeah. know, like, well, I was uh, blown away as well. That's a good way to put it. And I actually think that this rivalry, rivalry could be transcendent if they handle it right. Um, I don't want to overrate things like this, but like, it's a really uh, eye-opening thing, like you said, Duke, to see someone get an opportunity and hit a grand slam, like not just a home run, a grand slam. And things he was saying to Maxwell uh, were, like Frank was saying, like the low-hanging fruit, the shtick. He was saying things we've been saying, mm-hmm. you know, about how um, it's a shtick right now. It's like a, it's an act with MJF. And this guy... If there's one thing that separates Ricky Starks from The Rock is Ricky Starks was all passion and all from the heart. There was no shtick in anything mm-hmm. he was saying. I mm-hmm. didn't. Think. And also, not to cut you off, Ricky Starks isn't a third generation wrestler that was pushed from day one as soon yeah. as he walked in that company. Listen, The Rock killed it. You know, you can't take anything away from him, but he had the fortunate, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? He was fortunate enough to be a third generation wrestler. That was the bloodline, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Come on in, Rock. Here, mm-hmm. here's the Intercontinental Championship. You know, the first month you're here. You know, right. Randy well, Orton, Ricky Starks, same thing. And I love Randy Orton, but come on, man. You're telling me that it's not who you yeah. are. It's who you know. Yeah, we all yeah, know that sure. in real life. You know, like if you know somebody, if you have rich parents, if you know somebody that can get you a job, it's all about who you know. And like this guy, you know, like John said, read his story. The guy was homeless. And like to realize his dream and then get a shot and like 
kill it the way he has. I mean, how how do you not cheer for this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cody, so did you do you guys know that thing about him going on a <clears throat> podcast? It was like get yourself over Tuesday or whatever. And Cody took notice to him and brought him oh, in really? AEW. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it was a cool little story. I'm learning more and more about Ricky Starks. I actually feel like and sometimes I feel like the metric is for me, like if I'm watching it with a casual fan, like if they think this is great or like this was like get like such great feedback from casual fans, from real fans, from people. There's nothing bad you could say about this. And real quick, Frank. So he called MJF a fifth rate Roddy Piper. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've called him yeah. a second rate or third rate. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he attacked the spray tan, the scarf, mm-hmm. the haircut, the cheap suit fact that uh he can't that mjf can't handle responsibility like all this stuff but the way he delivered it was like truthful like passionate it was so it was so good yeah like that's always like the best like when uh when it feels true like when you're nodding your head like in agreement with a guy like when Mm -hmm. they're cutting a promo even if it's not the guy you want like you like i have like moments like watching like i find myself something will catch me and like you know it's like enthralling right and like you get hooked in and like that's how i felt watching those guys promo like all of a sudden i just get quiet and i watch the shit i'm not making jokes with the people or and i was just like in the zone listening to this guy and i was like nodding along with and i'm like you know what man this guy is the goods and i've been saying it for a while but you have you have you know, for sure seeing it on like the show and it's just like this is this is going to be the guy you know what i mean and he's a guy that i could see being the guy in any company you know, because like I can see him as a WWE guy, like down the line, like if, you know, things don't play out the way I hope they do in AEW. Like it yeah. was just one of those things. Where I was just like, man, he's speaking truth. He's burying, you know, MGF the way he should be. It doesn't feel cheap. It just feels like stuff that like nobody is saying to MGF because everybody's like being the playing the annoyed guy and just wanting to kill MGF. And it's like now you got this other cocky, slick guy who mm-hmm. can talk back with him. He could also go. So it's like, man, I just, I think it's like, it's obviously like the matchup we were hoping to see coming out of that battle Royal, I'd say. Right. Like everybody was, pro- but not, we with, this, not yeah, with this, we already like a uh, heat though. Like I didn't think yeah, exactly look this forward to this, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, was, I was hyped. You know, I've been gassed for Ricky stars for a minute, <clears> but you know, I'm happy like that. It's like paying off. And now it feels like box office, you know, instead of just yeah, like a cool yeah. match. Exactly. I was actually pulling for the butcher in the battle royal. But... <laughs> He's cool. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I like the butcher. <laughs> yeah, I, I think say... what, like real quick, John. Um, it you know you said it felt real, but it's it is real. That's why like he's he's speaking truths. Like I'm sure he was like, "Hey Max, do you mind if I say this stuff beforehand?" Mm-hmm. But come on, man. Like he's he's speaking truths out there. Yeah. You know, like so. I mean, and we believe, and he believes what he's saying, so we believe what he's yeah. saying. That's really that easy. Exactly. Uh, props to MJF though on a little bit because it takes a bit a villain to uh, and a guy that you know. Look, because I know that I still look at MJF as a a guy as a heel, at least in the way where I don't want him off my TV. You know, like where we argue mm-hmm. about hate versus yeah, heat go or away heat. Yes, like MJF is still very much you know, welcome on my television. Like I like him still uh, as mm-hmm. in this character. Anyway, he gave uh, Starks like a nice platform. Stark speared him and MJF kicked the shoes off. Little cool, little mo- yep. like he yeah. kicked, speared him out of his shoes. MJF, like Frank said, like he was also good in this segment. It was just a little sticky at times still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that. MJF, like I like MJF. I, I want 
I want him to show that he is, you know, this generational talent, this best heel. This when you don't have to tell everybody that. Go yeah. out and show everybody that. You know, like you coming out and telling me that you're, you know, the biggest villain in wrestling isn't going to convince me, bud. Like the devil, do your thing. Yeah, like. Yeah. Also, yeah, right. Like, pick a lane too. You I'm know? still holding. But, I'm still holding out that devil shit leads to CM Punk returning and the yeah. crowd going wild. I do like though, like, um, like you said, John. How and that's something I will give MJF credit for. He acts like a heel when somebody insults him. He gets offended. He's not laughing it off, doing this cool guy bullshit. You know, like you said, he gets speared, he throws his shoes off. That's important, you know? Mm -hmm. I want MJF to succeed. That's why I'm critical of him. I just want right. him to not be sticky. Go out and just mm -hmm. shit on these people. Yeah. You know, like, he's a clever guy. We know that. Yeah. You know, just if somebody gives you shit, just right off the top of your head, kill him. You know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. I mean, verbally, not literally. Yeah, don't hold back on the mic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I did say it really quick, and we'll kind of wrap it up on the Starks MJF stuff. I feel like this could be a good feud slash um, rivalry. <clears throat> mm -hmm. All right. Sorry. I'm going to throw the rocks name, but like a triple H rock young early, you know, yeah. where they elevated each other. Remember in the intercontinental. Yeah, yeah sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. SummerSlam, um, the ladder match. Mm -hmm. So do you guys think we can get more mileage out of just this winter is coming match? Yeah, With I them? think so. I mean, these, I think these are two of their guys of the future, you know, and mm -hmm. so it's sort of like, I think this is, this has the potential to become like you said triple h and the rock it has the potential to become like a big rivalry we're mm -hmm. watching the seeds mjf just happens to be the world champion at this moment and just the number one right. title match but but you know this they're young dudes that are going to be around the wrestling business for another 10 to 15 years likely the two of them and it's like this could be one of those you know, jumping off points to like one of these rivalries we're talking about in 10 hmm. years as like a great wrestling thing, you know, potentially they, they both guys can wrestle. Both guys can talk. They're young. Mm -hmm. They look good. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to win lots of championships. Like this is one of those type of early feuds that could really set well, it off for the future. To that point, winning a lot of championships, I said it before there was a, like Wardlow was super hot. Right. And I was like, yeah. they should just put the title on Wardlow because why not? He's in the heat of his white hot heat. Would it be out of this world? Because I think they should do this. It's crazy. AEW hasn't done anything like this for Ricky Starks to win the title on Wednesday. Just oh, completely dude. fuck Max's world up. And yeah. just like, why would that hurt Ricky Starks? I know they always say, but dude, that would be unprecedented. Like it would be unpredictable. They haven't done anything like this ever. Yeah. And they could also, you know, he wins. They could trade it back. You know, like, exactly, exactly. Because like AEW's had these long reigns, you know, yeah. pretty much. Like, um, I don't know what the shortest reign, but it, it hasn't been very short. Besides, Punk, other than Mox, unfortunately, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like injuries, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But um, also I think with this feud, like, it's cool because it's fresh. It's mm -hmm. it's two different dudes, you know. And I commend AEW for taking that chance, you know, because mm -hmm. they have to answer to people, you know, mm -hmm. like. Where it's like, oh, well, now Moxley's not in the main event anymore. We got this guy, right. Ricky Starks, you know? So, like, mm. good for them for taking True. a chance. And hopefully it works out. I'm into it. I mean, we're all into it. Hopefully, I I, I didn't think, think I would will... be this into it, honestly. I yeah, have no well, idea. 
I mean, he got a chance, man, yeah. you know, and he, he, he killed it. it, you know, so we like, talk about that, dude, like in, in WWE, even like if you put two guys in a ring or girls and they speak to each other from the <clears> heart <throat> and it's genuine, it's passionate and they're talked to their, their um, sort of beginning a rivalry or, or talking personal like they, this can still happen. I think there's very few and far between talents that can do this, that pull this off. I just didn't know Ricky Starks was this talented, I guess. Um you know, sleeping on him. Sleeping on him. Yeah, I'm not like Mr. Ricky Stark's ultra fan, but I did always like him in NWA. I always thought he was good. Like he was TV champion there. I always, you know, saw something in him. But like this, I was like, damn, like good for you, dude. Like he yeah. I didn't expect that. We'll see how this crowd reacts next week, right? <clears throat> Yeah, because um, that was his hometown. So we'll see if he's got. That's true. Where is know? the Where is Dynamite this week? Here, I, yeah, I don't winter know. Winter's coming. I'm not sure either. Winter is okay. coming. Check that out. But uh, I have to say, like in watching this show, I must have either been in a really good mood or really hyped <laughs> to watch wrestling on Wednesday night. I think yeah. this is one of my favorite Dynamites in recent memory, top to bottom. I'll yeah, look. and we'll get to it. Like, because I always was... look forward to dynamite. I still enjoy it, even though we sound like a bunch of grumps sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and by the way, winter's coming still in Texas. It's in a place called Garland, Texas. So, okay. okay. Ricky Starks will probably, that's, a, that's another one of those things. Like, if you're going to have a moment, right? Because I'm not convinced that the title should be switching hands. I know it's mm-hmm. a thing that could happen and it would be cool. I'm not, a, you know, couldn't that happened, mess up I'd... his whole world? Like, he just got the BBB belt. Yeah, like... no, listen, if that happened, I'd be, I'd pop for it because I, I love Ricky Starks. But, you know, I'm not sold that it should. But in that hometown, it's one of those, I like those moments. I like those hometown moments. It's more specific, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I just like seeing those reactions when it really means something to even in recently in AEW when like thunder rosa won the belt or you know like it's just it means daniel garcia Garcia had that yeah that ring of honor title in buffalo like all these things like it's just always cool when drew mcintyre fought (laughs) you know roman or Mm -hmm. right it was roman yeah Yeah, yeah, we were like is he gonna have his moment you know because like all of a sudden all of a sudden the guy that we talk about never wanting to see the world title on really um as cool as he is all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, I'm cheering for the moment until they ruined it with too many interferences. But like, I was, oh, like, man, cheering, for, I was like, I'm cheering for the moment all of a sudden, you know, because I just <clears> like <throat> that, you know, to see it. But, but either way, I think it's bound to be like a cool, like finish of some kind, right? Because the crowd is going to be so into it. We know there's going to be like false finishes. We know that the matchup probably more than likely is going to be a solid at, at worst, you know? So it's like, but what's more heel? Like, what more, um, heelish like i feel like it could add to mjf's heel character yeah. like if it all goes up in smoke after he talks all this shit yeah. you know yeah. like maybe. or it could good. kill him right i don't know yeah you know what yeah. i think would be cool and they've done this at least once before in AEW, which wwe doesn't do and i think it's just you lose an opportunity but a time limit draw i think would be yeah, cool yeah. i like mm. time limit draws mm. yep i like that like to you know further this story with these two mm-hmm. they did one with hangman and brian i believe recently yeah they, they did, did one with um kenny Cody and Darby. brian like or was Cody it kenny first. and brian kenny mm-hmm. it was brian's first match wasn't it kenny and brian i'm pretty sure was hangman a had a draw though too with brian for sure yeah, yeah, like okay. mm-hmm. saying. um oh yeah when he was champion right yeah exactly yes, yes. Yeah. and then mm-hmm. darby darby got put on the map by cody really with mm-hmm. that draw yep you know, mm. that was like that was like the first time limit draw they yeah. did and i and i remember people bitching like time limit draw and i'm like nah that's 
you know it, it makes cool, certain man. people you know yeah. for darby mm-hmm. especially like that made darby you know like because yes. all of a sudden darby's like oh this guy's relevant he's tough as fuck cody couldn't take him out you know what i mean and whatever the time limit was you know i like shit like that and people always want a definitive winner like in real fights you want a definitive winner right mm-hmm. you don't want to go to the big ufc pay-per-view and the main events a draw you're like well, especially yeah. a pay-per-view though right yeah, exactly like you want to but, but in wrestling it's the, it could help story or it can make yep. guys mm-hmm. take them to yep. another mm-hmm. level and it's just like i i think this shit is and cool. i think that aw right. fans are smart enough and respectful enough to at the end show love you know rather yeah, they'll than accept that they'll accept grumpy. that yeah yeah speaking of darby allen uh i have to say you guys know <laughs> yeah. i am not a samoa yeah. joe guy he's yeah. on the bottom of my list but this was such a cool ass segment it actually really got me uh, invested. Go figure. But did you guys take? Did you see how bad he brutalized Darby Allen in this Dude, match? I thought I watched that match and I was like, "Why do I like this?" Because I'm not a crazy about Samoa. I'm not as much of a, like a hater of him as you, John. But like, right. <laughs> I've never been crazy about Joe. And it's like I watched that match and I was like, "Why is this so cool right now?" And like, even Joe, because we know Joe can hit hard and, <clears throat> and do tough guy shit or whatever. But like working the crowd you know like his facial expressions during the match and i was like it felt like i don't want to overstate it because i'm not this joe expert but it almost felt like a joe like that i hadn't seen before i was like why do i like this guy it feels like a mm-hmm. pro wrestling samoa joe versus just like the stiff beating the shit out of you guys yes you know? yes and like i thought it was super cool obviously darby's like the best in these kind of matches because he's so tiny we would like we could toss him around and shit like that and he would make us look like the biggest strongest monster so him and joe just had to be like a fantasy book it matchup that was fun you know i liked it i'm glad you liked it too because i watched it wondering like tucci's hater ass they're gonna hate on joe after this match you know what i mean nah man i didn't yeah i was in a good mood or i loved it but i think chemistry right duke like sometimes guys just have chemistry did you um like it as much as we did or no um no probably not because i'm i'm kind of sick of it's no it's not that it's just like i'm kind of sick of darby like just getting beat up all the time <laughs> yeah like I, Brutal, I don't know right? I, I mean i just i feel bad for him because i feel like he is like good and like special and i feel like he just goes out there and loses all the time <laughs> yeah. you know and like you know like um I don't know. Where does he go from here? You know, well, like, where was it, he going from here? Right. I guess this at least gives yeah, him something. Well, right. Does Maybe it? the TNT I mean, title. He got, Maybe. He got, I don't know. I mean, I hope so. You know, unless you think just, he was uh, just like on the hit list and Joe's going to and then move on to something else. That would be a shame because I think this was I mean, chemistry. Yeah. I like the whole defending of the TNT title every week. I talked about it before, but uh, I don't know. I just feel I feel like Darby deserves better. I think that's all. I'm with you. I definitely yeah. think he does. But for a Joe segment, I was pretty high on it. And I look, I don't care if Joe's never on TV again, but that was a good segment. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I wanted to mention, because we were talking about guys getting their moments. When will FTR have their moment in the sun? Because they... Uh, when they return to the WWE, probably at WrestleMania. Because <laughs> no, they're, not, they're, not they're, they're gone, dude. <laughs> I, I, think so. I, I really disagree. believe. I really believe they're leaving. Mm. Why, why do you, what makes you say that, Duke? I don't know. Like they, they lost, you know, to the acclaimed spoiler warning. Um, They lost to the Briscoes. I just feel like they're kind of in limbo. I feel like triple H they're triple H guys, you know, from NXT, like they were awesome in NXT. And I just feel like triple H probably called them 
And he's like, hey, you know, the old man's not here anymore. You're not going to be shaving each other's backs anymore. You know, whatever bullshit but they had them. They're doing. supposedly not Shawn Michaels guys, though. Yeah, I know. They're, they're Shawn Michaels. They're not Shawn Michaels. Well, one. that's not. You don't. They don't have to deal with them. They'll go. Yeah, straight but to two. Do they have any confidence in the tag team division? Who are champions? The Usos, Usos. for another twelve years. Yeah. Do they do like <laughs> do uh, you know, like do they have confidence that that division is in a do they or do they go somewhere? Because I don't think if they leave, I don't think they go to WWE. I think they might go to like New Japan. You know what I mean? I think yeah, they might. Um, I might. I think they might do something else. I would not be surprised at all if they're back at WrestleMania and they end the longest reign wow. ever of WWE tag team titles. I would not be shocked at all. Okay, it just, wow. it feels, we've talked about how just they're floating, man. Like we, they're just not doing anything. Well, this was out of nowhere, this main event. Okay. So it was STR versus the acclaimed. Um, and I, once again, I, th- I thought this was one of my favorite dynamites that I've ever watched. And it was just, this was another really good match. And I'm not so sure it's the wrong decision to keep the belts on the acclaim, but at the same time, I asked when they're going to get their moment, them being FTR. Um, you have to be careful. We talked about it with Wardlow. I think FTR is super over. They're super talented. I feel like it's okay to build to the moment, but when would that be, right? Revolution is the next pay-per-view. Do they want like a, um, I guess like a grand sort of pay-per-view win? It's not going to be on a random dynamite, I guess, yeah. you know, maybe build to it more. I think what's happening is they're going to, these guys are going to be dropping all those other titles they had. And I think they're going to get the AEW titles and then be forced to focus just on that instead of having to be like, Oh, I got to go to our tag team champions that are in Mexico for a, a, a whole thing. And they're in new Japan now doing new Japan shows or ring of honor shows, you know, <clears throat> then it'll be like, Hey, they're the AEW champions. We could focus on them as champion. I don't think they're going to have all the belts. Well, they're definitely not going to have all the belts ROH spoilers. If we talk about it, but you know, it's a shame because they were building towards happening. having all the belts, yeah. right? Like, I guess that would have mm-hmm. looked cool, but that doesn't it's definitely like a missed opportunity just for the optics of them having every title at one time. But I right. guess it doesn't really mean anything because they had all those titles anyway. It just would have been cool to see them walking mm-hmm. around with a million belts, but they already had a million belts and people hate belts apparently. So <laughs> well, we're yeah. having we're having less in the company now, you know. It's just like it is what it is. No, all they need is those AEW tag titles right now. I guess mm-hmm. that's the one that's uh really would solidify. Mm-hmm. Well, they're already solidified, but Duke, um, I want to really quick, if you have anything more on FTR, feel free. But uh, um, about the acclaimed FTR match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they need to win either. I think it's right to keep, you know, the straps on the acclaimed because FTR arguably gets, I mean, they get one of the biggest pops every week that mm-hmm. those, those crowds love FTR. Um, I just. I don't know, man, I feel like they're WWE guys, honestly, and I just I really. Yeah feel like they're gonna leave i really do and like i'm kind of i'm kind of cool with it too because like it would give me a reason to watch them you know Mm -hmm. uh i don't know it just doesn't it feels weird wwe guys or you feel like they're nxt guys i feel like they're wwe guys i feel like they want to they want to go down as the best tag team in the history of wrestling. You can't do that if you're not in WWE, in my opinion. Yeah, but they already won those WWE belts, right? Yeah, they did, but it's not. I don't know. They, I don't SmackDown feel like it's and that. They, they want they all re- the belts in the company. And if they return to WrestleMania and end the Usos' reign of fucking whatever long it's been, that's a big deal, man. 
Yeah. It's a and cool I can totally I can totally cool see Crips doing that idea. too, man. I just I don't know. I can, I can see, see it but happening. I think they're like NWA guys or WCW guys. Like I don't look at them like WWE because they have like that old school <laughs> Tully and Arn yeah, yeah. thing. Like I don't Rain know Busters, if they former World Wrestling Federation tag team champions. Sure, sure, sure. In the in the glory days, right? I don't know, man. I mean, I hear what you're saying because it would give us a reason to tune in, quote unquote, but it's still the same production. It's still the same WWE machine. I don't know. They'd be crazy to think. That is going to change suddenly. I know it's like suddenly the whole shit changes because they showed up. It's like, I don't know, dude. You know, like I I don't think they're that naive either. They were there. Cody's Cody's feuds have been good. Well, his one feud with Rollins, like, of course, I loved that. But other Mm -hmm. than that, it remains to be seen, right? How Cody's used. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, but know, there's been other I think there's been listen, I'm not saying WWE's good by any means currently right. at all, but there's been improvements for sure. Like the focus on the US, you can shrug all day, pal. You don't think that the representation of the United States titles better than it was? No. I don't care <laughs> no. because I don't okay. ca- I still don't care about it. Okay. You, know you don't I mean? think the representation of the Intercontinental title has been better? It's still, the belt's still not appealing. Like, it doesn't look appealing to me. It's still <laughs> okay. an ugly belt, you know? All right. I hear what you're saying. Like, yes, they're trying to maybe put a little more, they're trying to do that, but I don't it's personally not good. feel like it's. I yeah. just I just said it's not good. I, said I see what you're saying. Slight, there's been slight improvements. It's been yeah. how many months since Trips has been in charge? I, believe four uh it was like a hundred days recently it was so like SummerSlam was the first months. one right so you figure yeah four months or here's, so, like... here, here's the problem duke you are suggesting that the wwe do something cool at wrestlemania and they don't you wait know, wait, wait. Co- just... code cody's return though <laughs> listen 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 that shit was you know, one hit, they're one hit one I'm, I'm a dreamer man yeah i know and Guess the reality what? is Frank at the Royal Rumble this year, yeah. you're gonna get hype. Yeah, well, I'm, it's you're the gonna Rumble. get hype. Like, the exactly. Yeah, and nothing cool is gonna happen because yeah, this is exactly. what we do. But yeah. the reality is Seamus and fucking oh god Butch are likely Butch. gonna win the tag team titles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Off of the Usos and FTR, if they do come back. We'll be jobbing like Gable and Otis or whatever his name is. You know, they're gonna be getting sprayed with milk, month. right? You know what his I mean? name's yeah. Otis. You don't know Otis's name. Come on, bro. <laughs> Frank, Former money you, in the bank winner. Will you watch like WWE more? Are you inclined if FTR's on the roster or does it not matter? Um, I'll watch their segment like the same way I watch Cody's. You know what I mean? Like the, the rest of the show is so brutal, though. You know, mm-hmm. so like it's mm-hmm. hard to stay focused through the whole thing you know for myself i find it oh, no, for but sure. uh but like yeah. i'll definitely tune in because i think they're the best i think they're the best tag team in the world you know so oh, yeah for sure you know so like i'll definitely tune in unlike cody for example <laughs> i know it sounds like i'm burying cody but i don't mean it like that but it's like i don't think you actually cody's just like, showed you just showed a little love to cody so yeah i don't think like cody's like the best guy in the world but like but he was at that level where it made me tune in so if the best guys you know are there i'm gonna tune mm-hmm. in you know i like tag team wrestling i it just so like FTR like when shows Cody up. Came like, back. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying FTR comes in. Duke's theory comes true. They challenge the Usos. CM Punk comes back. He's challenging Austin. <laughs> and Cody Jesus Rhodes is in them. So I mean all these AEW rejects. I mean, there you go. I know, we're, right? we're all in. 
no pun Literally intended. All in. Um, yeah. I was gonna say really quick, um, talking about WWE and you know all that stuff returns. We talked, we did say Regal may be coming back to WWE, but can we talk really quick about the retcon they did? The uh, the, where he came oh, in and they God, showed that interview. Yeah. And he tried to tie up the loose ends where I guess he was saying that he gave Mox his final lesson. And yeah. uh, he, he sort of went with MJF to paint a target on his own back. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was bizarre, a little convoluted, but we love Regal, right? So, yeah, I just I like that moment. I also I thought it was sad almost. It, it felt, it was like, sad. A, it felt yeah. like a farewell, you know what I mean? Like whether or not it makes the most sense, you know, whatever. But and that uh, he said, like, you know, he was Black Bull Combat Club for life. Was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me like, man. I know, man. I, I just I, I felt like they could have handled the whole thing better, you know, yeah. but who knows well, what they knew going in yeah, and stuff yeah. like maybe they didn't know. Like, you know, maybe they had plans for him and MJF and stuff. But well, I think Tony sucks. Khan addressed it. He said that they have kind of this was the plan to get him out. And, mm. um, it, you know, regardless, I think, look, usually you get written off TV or you just don't even say anything. This was they gave it, I guess, uh, one more final I guess mentioned that he was Blackpool mm-hmm. Combat Club for life. It was a little sad. It was. Yeah. It's a bummer. And will they go on as the BCC still? I they guess they could because Regal like mm-hmm. kind of like was like you know babyface at the end there. And they're them, still you know? like hanging out with them too. Like they're hanging out with each other still. Yeah, so. yeah. Right. So maybe they go on. And I'm still a fan like of what they're doing with Yuda as the young boy. I didn't care mm-hmm. about him before, and now here I am. Same with yep. what they're doing with Garcia in, in the Jericho thing. Like they're definitely doing it right with some of these younger guys. Um, uh, really quick on AEW, just a couple more things. But uh, they're going to be building to Paige and Soraya, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Soraya and the DMD are going to have a, a little showdown, I guess, coming up, and it's going to be DMD and um, current AEW Women's Champion Jamie Hader versus soraya and a mystery partner and we're hearing some things frank who's going to be that mystery partner do you think speculate man i think it's going to be sasha banks debuting in los angeles with frank in attendance (laughs) on the floor with a no sold sign (laughs) keep an eye out but that's what i think is going to happen i think she's going to uh I don't know if it's the best like debut for Sasha Banks, but I think like all the buzz I'm hearing, she's doing a new Japan show, seemingly done with WWE. It could change. I mean, anything could change. She is Triple H's girl, but I think she's I think she's coming to AEW, and I think that's a big deal for for them as a company, the women's division over there. Her Soraya, you know, uh, the champion in a match. I think that's like a big match for like a women's division. Oh, yeah, you know, and um. They need yeah, it I think, too. I think that yeah, I think not, it'd be cool. Not that they need it, but it would be a really nice addition. Yeah, for no, sure. for sure. It's a, it's one of the additions like in a company where you're like people are tired of them adding talent, talent. It's one that everybody's like no brainer. You bring her in, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. like, I do. She's I think a star. that's who, she's a star. Yeah, I think that's who the mystery partner is. I don't think they build it for a month without it being something substantial, you know? Because like people were thinking it was maybe Thunder Rosa, you know? Mm. And it's just like I think. At the way speculation is going, if it's Thunder Rosa, it's like, well, she's dead on arrival again. You know what I mean? So if I'm Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa, I don't want to be in that spot. Also, it's, mm-hmm. it appears Thunder Rosa is not coming back till February. I think I heard, but like with her injuries, like at the earliest. So, but who knows? That it's could a, be a swerve. You know, who knows? But yeah, it I would think make sense. Like, obviously, yeah. that the Thunder Rosa return would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's the backup plan if she's healthy. Uh, <laughs> we want to keep our eye open for that because I had to mention it. I've been super into the the Soraya. Um, 
and uh, DMD feud. Soraya? What Soraya. do we want to call it? It's Soraya. Soraya. I, oh, I always say Soraya. I always wrong. say Soraya. Now I've been saying it wrong this whole show. No, no. All right. So it's Soraya. <laughs> <laughs> that mean, regardless. Potato, uh, potato, man. Some people called Umaga Umanga. <laughs> Umanga. You know, like, <laughs> she is Soraya, though. Triple um, H. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing on AEW that I wanted to mention Real is. Real quick. Sure, can I sorry, talk about Sasha Banks? Absolutely. Absolutely. And how, if that's true, how intrigued I am for two reasons Sasha Banks and Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. I'm super intrigued about that. And Sasha Banks and Jade Cargill, mm. I think, would be super intriguing. Do you think Sasha Banks and Britt Baker, with the proper build, could be like a first women's main event of like a pay-per-view? Absolutely. 100%. No doubt. No doubt. Sasha. It's weird with Sasha because, like, she's a star, like, mm-hmm. 100%. And uh, she's also in my all-time favorite women's match of all time. But, like, mm-hmm. she doesn't – it's not always there with her. Right. But I think with Brit and, like, a, a great buildup and both of those girls can talk, it's just Sasha has to be the boss. She has to be the boss. Mm-hmm. Like she can't. I hate when she's doing this like good guy shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. She has to. You can be like cheered by the fans, but you have to be like that boss character. You know, and what I'm she saying? be like, the yeah, like the she can't be the boss though, right? If she goes to AEW, right? That's yeah, again, be a probably moniker. not, right? Yeah, she'd be like. Um, um, Maybe Snoop can give her a new like um, sort of nickname or moniker. I'm sure he can. Did you uh, see like? Did you see her like getting like some names like the licensings or whatever for um certain names and like one of them was like Mercedes Monet or some shit like that or I would just call her Mercedes. Yeah, exactly. Like they were like they were named. They definitely sounded like wrestler names or one sounded like a wrestling move. You know that she was Mm -hmm. getting like the trademarks for. So it's mm-hmm. like who knows, you know, but it's all but it also sounded like along the lines of the boss Sasha Banks character, like yeah. just the, the vibe that I got from like the names that were being trademarked. So could be cool. I maybe. just that's what she needs to be, man. You know, like I love that, like it's not like a good guy thing, but like I don't know, people the rock never came out and was like nice to people or complimented people, you know, like yeah. I don't know. Sasha it's does just... that thing where she gets uh, emotional um, a lot in her promos. Yes. That's, you know what I mean? That's, it's a little endearing gonna... as a baby face. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like, you know, at the end of the match, people, they might do it for three seconds and then they snap out of it. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm cool with that. But like, I like Sasha because I felt like she knew who she was. And then I felt like she lost her way at some point. Like well, she was very confident in the beginning. And yeah, then... exactly. And then she didn't really. But I guess if, you know, you're not getting opportunities and being, you know. That, you know, and I always didn't like, look, she may have entered WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, I, so I don't know about the whole. It's, you know, well, it's the typical. Sasha. It's the typical. I'm not crying for Sasha. She's not you. Not you. But yeah, there's a lot of a... fans that think that, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, Um. it's just the typical WWE. Everybody gets a turn bullshit. And like mm-hmm. it. It doesn't have to be that way sometimes like you know not everybody can be at the top you know ask hacksaw jim duggan he still had a hell of a hall of fame career Mm -hmm. he's arguably a household name not you know nikki cross doesn't have to be wwe women's champion or whoever it is you know know, the fans will cry until it happens though right okay well 
This is I don't know. I want to just talk about... I don't believe in the everybody gets a chance thing. She is a star, and I hope that she comes in, acts like a star, and is 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 treated accordingly. You know. So real quick on Rampage, I wanted to mention um, the ratings were down like for a few weeks. They were pretty substantially down, actually. There and Tony Khan even addressed it. And he said he's going to go all hands on deck. Now, <laughs> in your guys' opinions, <laughs> oh, man. was this show all hands on deck? Did you catch it? Because it was Moxley versus uh, Takeshita. Yeah, Takeshita. That and, match uh, was cool. It was. Yeah, that, it was. That was match cool was match. cool. That was hard yeah. hitting. Very good. But then the rest of the show, it was just business as usual. You know, it's crammed, a lot crammed in. I didn't want to spend too much time talking about Rampage, but if it's going to go forward. I do um, want to talk about the Konsuke. What's his name? I'm sorry. I'll butcher his name. Takeshita. Takeshita. Okay. That match was super cool. Moxley, once again, like the dude loves pro wrestling. He wants Mm -hmm. to wrestle on every show. He puts this young dude over, you know, makes him look like a million bucks. Like it was hard hitting that Japanese style. The fans were into it. I think this dude's a star to Keshka. I think he could be, he's not your cup of tea, John boy. I know that. But for this crowd, like I could see him as AEW champion. I really could. Wow. For that, I could for, for sure. Wow. Like, I think he's that. Mm okada type dude like uh tanahashi type dude where he's a he's gonna be essentially like a he's a young man he's um not homegrown aew talent but damn near because he's only wrestled in ddt like yeah he's a young dude like it's not like he's a 40 year old guy coming over to the states now but i i think for that crowd I could absolutely see him as a main eventer. I, I could see Kenny putting him over because Kenny loves that style. Um, I thought the match was awesome. The one thing, though, does Moxley bleeding every match, does that, like, what does that say? I feel like it's like, do you it's almost have, like a meme now. Like a, and it's almost like a glass jaw thing. Like, oh, you just get hit and you bleed all the time, bro. Like, and does it make him look weak to you guys? Or like, what do you guys think about like the bleeding all the time? I'm just going to chime in with my two cents. Cause it's not from a yeah. pro wrestling angle. But yeah. Like when you see like fighters who have been rugged in battles for their whole career, they get that scar tissue and they bleed mm-hmm. like instantly. There's like these bleeders, like a Nate Diaz is probably like mm-hmm. a current example. Every time he's in a fight, he's it's like a bloody mess, you know, because his he's been in so many of these tough, brutal fights that he starts bleeding once as soon as you touch him. So I look at it that way with Mox. Like it's almost cool to me because he's that kind of fighter, right? He's not this beautiful wrestler. He's not this technician. He's kind of like the guy that's going to be in these knockout you know battle brawls throughout the building he's gonna and over the years you develop that type of shit so that's how i look at it i'm not saying every wrestling fan knows that or gives a fuck about that you know but when i see the blood that's what i think of in my head but that being said he does bleed every match and the one time he doesn't bleed it's like when the world champion beats him. <laughs> you know what i mean mm. like he's, he's bleeding that all these guys on dynamite or you know that had to be page. a joke like an inside yeah, joke but then like, he i'm not even gonna bleed yeah, the world with the ring. Yeah, right? I was just curious what you guys yeah. thought about it. You know, yeah, it doesn't no, do like I, blood. I know people are sensitive, not sensitive, but like in pro wrestling, they they don't necessarily want blood every match. But I don't look mm-hmm. at it that way personally. What do you no, guys since, think of well, Takeshita personally? John? Well, I was just gonna say really quick because Moxley being 
my number one or two favorite guy in the whole business. Uh, the ble the bleeding thing, I look at more like not so much as what Frank is saying, like it's from a, a shoot fighting like mentality mm -hmm. with the scar tissue, but an homage to some of them bleeders from, you know, there were guys yeah. that would always bleed no matter the day or time back in the, mm -hmm. in the wrestling and like in the, in the heyday of the seventies and eighties. Um, so I think he's a throwback in that way. Um, as far as their chemistry, they fought at a uh, fighter fest. I think the first time it was in June or July. <laughs> and um, I remember thinking this kid Takeshka is new and exciting but mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about it like what you're saying as far as like seeing him as a champion, a future world champion. In this match, the problem I have with it is it's opening up Rampage. It doesn't feel as important as say like the Wheeler Yuta versus Moxley match that made evented a Rampage a few months back. I just feel like I'm not sure if I can put him on that level yet. I like I, I need to see more of him, but you know, I'm I'm impressed with the uh the ability to like, I guess impress these fans i'm impressed with yeah. his ability to uh, appeal to these guys yeah these I, I think i feel similar because like i think he's, his matches have all been good and fun you know and like there's obviously like some kind of charisma there because he does have like a social media presence and the fans like are really liking him and they're getting behind him online and obviously that crowd is super into him i saw him live at i guess it was rampage taping when i went and like he's cool and the crowd loves him and it's it's organic, you know, so like it yeah. is cool. And I do think that like there's a lot of upside with him because he again, he's another young guy and he's already like you said, you said Tanahashi like specifically like an Okada. And Okada, it's like, yeah, yeah, I could see like a little bit of both of them in, mm -hmm. him in ways, you know, and like and that's all good. It's just have we seen a guy like that blow up to that level in the United States? It's like I don't know yet. Nakamura should have been, right? Yeah, Nakamura, we were but, most hopeful for but yeah, but nakamura was in wwe exactly that's what i was going this to that's is, what i was headed this toward. is yeah. the right audience for him mm -hmm. yeah that's what i was headed toward i was like it's always been because wwe drops the ball so hard you know where this company wouldn't and it's like we'll really get to see because the argument was always like well these guys don't speak the best english they don't mm -hmm. think that the american crowd can get behind like a non-english speaking or a poor english speaking champion you know whatever well this company we're going to see if that if they feel the same or if they're really going to let a guy like him shine and we'll see how mm -hmm. far he can go. You know, it's interesting. I, I think it's um, definitely going to turn out to be the same way because sadly it's just how it is like here, you know, we want to get to know them inside. Now, look what we talk about Ricky Starks. The reason I'm so high on this dude right now is because he spoke from the heart and I heard every word and it, it was coherent and it made sense. Like, Unfortunately, with a language barrier, you're not going to get that. And it, it's, it is a little bit of a disconnect. Maybe a manager could help. Maybe a, a, a stable mm -hmm. could help a group. I'm not saying no, but um, I, I, I like what I see. I'm more, I guess, intrigued than like super impressed. But, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and I'm mention... not saying like real quick. I'm not yeah. like crowning this dude or anything like that. I'm saying that a 27-year-old dude that you know, he's bigger than most of the Japanese wrestlers. He's That's like true. six two. Like again, he gives you that like Okada, you know, Tanahashi. Tanahashi charisma, Okada size is kind yeah. of like what I compare him to. And I think he has something about him, you know, like and I think for this crowd in particular, 
I I could see him at the top, like language barrier or not. A lot of I mean, AEW fans like wrestling, you know, and like the dude can wrestle. So I don't know. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll see. No, that's I mean, that could be uh, a prediction that comes true. I think uh, really quick, though, I think Nakamura should be when it was all when it's all said and done. Who knows if it can still happen? He should have been the greatest wrestler that came from Japan Japan and, and into America because he's yeah. that damn charismatic, you know, and it's we'll see. Well, that is entirely the WWE's fault that he is not. Well, is it though? Can't, is it? Are you telling me? Did you see the rumble that he won? Yes. Was I the did. crowd into that? Well, no, but I don't think that watch that was it, the watch right. It a, watch yeah, the it crowd again. was into that. Yeah. Watch oh no, yeah. Again. The crowd was in. I'm talking about the main event yeah. when he fought AJ Styles at Mania is what I'm thinking of. The crowd was dead for that match. Yeah, but that's their fault. Um, that exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But is it because he can't cut promos and build the feud, build the story? Like, is that we're always going to run into that problem? I I don't think that. Yeah. I know you're not a big NXT guy, but in his in his NXT work where NXT, those fans are kind of more like AEW fans. That dude, as soon as he came out, they knew who he was. Like, they're smarter fans. Like, no disrespect to WWE fans. I don't mean smart literally. I mean just smart to, like, (laughs) you know, other companies and stuff. Um, And I think that if he, you know, if if Nakamura went to AEW right now, like, forget about it. Oh, yeah. For a period of time, it would be hot. And I believe that Nakamura has the goods. Like, I am on his side, but I just don't know if the whole, like, you Bro, know, uh, the WWE dropped audience. the ball on Ameri- on Ultimo Dragon. So, come on, it's we'll see. Uh, Hangman Page Moxley they continued their feud. I only asked you guys uh, about this match with Rampage because it was you know all hands on deck as Tony Khan put it. But the rest of the show more of the same. It's a lot of action crammed into this short hour. Um, what do you guys? The think Hangman thing was cool. The Hangman thing yeah. was cool to me. Very like cool. him getting like you know. Him running, getting run into the, uh, you know, the posts there and like, you know, oh, my God, like that was like mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, it's not real, but you're like, oh, shit, is he OK? You yeah. Know, like, yeah. So I, I like that a lot, too. I thought, I mean, you're sitting here kind of saying like, you know, kind of talking badly about Rampage because you're like all hands on deck. But like the the initial like the first match I thought was awesome Right, the right. after thing with Hangman and stuff. And like, yeah, from there, sure, it kind of went down. But I did enjoy the shit out of that first match and the Hangman segment. Me yeah. too. I'm just wondering, and it's really just this question about Rampage is like, you know, it's it's a lot to cram into a one-hour one show. But I feel like um, people were getting upset because like WCW had Thunder as an addition to Nitro. Um, if Rampage is going to stick around, do you want to see it just as a – b show c or d show or should they like try to keep things main event level you know how hard is it to really do that like why if your ratings are suffering like well then you're gonna go out and have like the bunny versita or you know moriarty and and big bill his name's big bill now guys yeah you guys wanted him to have a name change well there you fucking go it's big bill (laughs) get what What? you asked for like what this is your second opportunity to change your name and it's it's big 
Bill? <laughs> you know what I found funny? So Big Bill, obviously the name is silly or whatever, but I was watching um, Simon Miller from World Culture Wrestling, like review shows, and he brought up the Big Bill. And I guess like for, I guess it's not as common for people named William to be called Bill, like over there or whatever. Cause he oh, okay. goes, hey, Will, he's like, he's Big Bill. And people, he's like, I know you're saying his name is William Morris here with W. Morrissey. And he was like, but William is, he's like explaining it. And I was like, oh, that's funny for places that don't know. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Bill is a nickname for William. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like all of a sudden, W. Morrissey comes in as Big Bill. And you're like, what? You know what's oh, frustrating too? Like, I think he's cool. I do too. I actually like. I think, think he, he looks, looks like really a damn good, yeah. monster this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and like, I'm like, bro, you, this is your second opportunity. You want a big bill? Big bill, baby. Like, WWE's uh, name generator can come up with a better name. Yeah, yeah. that's not even like that is like, yeah, that's the worse worst. than any. Like, I'd rather him come out and be called like you know Rex Claxton or something. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Put it in the generator. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I just wanted to ask you guys real quick on the rampage thing, but we we could we could wrap it up on AEW because I wanted to at least uh, talk about rampage and mention that Orange Cassidy defended his All Atlantic title, which is you know somewhat hands on deck, I guess. He's been defending that title regularly on Rampage, but he fought uh, a very, I guess, plump Trent Seven. I love Trent Seven. I was super excited. Maybe that's why I like the show more than you. Mm, I was actually really excited to see him. Interesting. So what did you um he's changed a bit, right? Since NXT as far as his physique, his physique a little bit. I mean, no, nah, he was always kind of a pl- a thick boy, you know. Really? His hair he looked was a little bigger. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen a lot of Trent Seven. Honestly, I actually uh... I don't care about that. Like if you're oh, yeah. wearing yeah. like he's wearing wrestling tights, so like mm-hmm. I think he looks like a wrestler, you know, and like I think he's good too. Like, I think he's deceptively good. Like, cause he mm-hmm. doesn't look great, you know, but I do think even being like a, a thicker boy, like I think he has bless you. Excuse me. I think you. he has um charisma. Like I do like, um, I think he has something about him. I don't know. That's just me. I enjoyed that match. And I told you guys before, I love this orange Cassidy all Atlantic title reign. I think it's been super entertaining. The dude's always, making me laugh and stuff and uh and i think he's well, good as long as so as long as joe um is holding that tnt title even though i praised this segment earlier i think this is uh the more important title i think this is like the yeah. ic title right now i think this is you know it's getting a lot of shine i like what they're doing with the title um yeah i don't know how i mean it's just maybe it's a one-off with the trent seven but yeah i mean it probably is they have a lot of talent you know they have a lot of talent they have to fit in there um I guess is Kip Sabian hurt? Like, is that legit? I think so. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think that's what's happening. That's a shame because he was kind of finally getting his shot too. And mm-hmm. so, really quick, I wanted to just bring up with uh, AEW and Duke. You mentioned Kip Sabian. It could be uh, a Ring of Honor tie-in there eventually, perhaps. Uh, Ring of Honor. They had a, a show Saturday, and a pay-per-view, and. Um, you guys can speak on your thoughts on some of the results if you want. I know our roadman Zern was not very happy with a lot of the results or the um of the ROA lo- show. Yeah, he was not happy with the results. Hmm. And uh especially the FTR match. He was very very upset about that. But what do you guys think in a, in a nutshell? Feel free to talk about the show itself. Um but now that it seems like we're going to start to get Ring of Honor to be its own entity thank jesus 
we're gonna get we're gonna get some Ring of Honor um exclusive stuff on their streaming platform. What do you guys think of I guess now going forward, focus back on AEW, but now that Ring of Honor gets its own show, what do you think? Can they have a will it grow? Will it be just the same thing it was? Can they grow or is it just for the fans? Like a little um I I think there's growth to be had there, but I don't think it'll grow to like some monster promotion, you know, like I don't even know that it'll grow to like, like rampage numbers, you know, but like, I think it'll be like a, it could be at best, like a serviceable show that does like a decent number. I don't know wherever they're going to, I don't know how this TV deal is going to play out. I don't know if it's going to be a streaming thing, but I do think it's going to be a viable option. Similarly, like the way NXT is to WWE where, if you sign with WWE, if you sign a WWE contract and they put you on NXT, it's like, yeah, you, it's cool. You're like, you got a foot in the door, but you really want to get to the big show. And I think ROH could be like a similar thing. And with that will come some growth periods. If somebody's super hot, somebody's super over, you know, before they eventually like make that transition to the AEW shows, I think it, it'll have like a, a similar role as NXT is serving right now. Um, I'm happy that they're going to have some kind of deal. I'm happy that they're going to have the streaming service again. Like, I think all this stuff matters. Then like you could build an audience because some people will only care about, you know, maybe they don't care about these AEW guys and they really want to focus on some of these old heads from the last days of ROH and guys like Claudio's or the Briscoe's, you know, who they're used to from their ROH days being on the show. So like, I, I think it's going to have an interesting, I think it's going to serve a purpose. I think it's going to be viable, but I don't know if it's going to be, anything much bigger than what it, i think it'll be bigger was. than the end bigger than the end days of ROH, but like i don't even think it'll get to like the glory days of ROH, like popularity you know right and i want to ask duke because um the show itself like ring of honor the pay-per-view was presented and you had chris jericho and claudio who i considered two big names jericho obviously ftr pretty big names the rest of the show was guys that we usually see on dark or on rampage these are the guys probably that are going to be with Ring of Honor. Um, what do you think about what Frank said? If Ring of Honor becomes a feeder system or a minor leagues like NXT, which is my pet peeve. I hate how you just go through the system and then you get called mm -hmm. up. It's I hate that. I just I used to love guys just showing up cold debuting. Anyway, what do you think about uh, the state of ROH? I think. Um... You know, as far as the results, I I think the decisions for, you know, the winners make sense if we're going to have ROH as a separate brand now and having its own weekly show like Claudio is your world champion, the pure champion is Wheeler Yuta, the tag team champions are the Briscoes, the women's champion is Athena. Like, I think it's them setting up, you know, the ring of honor brand essentially <clears throat> i don't think that i love claudio i want more for claudio than the mm -hmm. ring of honor title um but chris jericho as the ring of honor champion was i think cool like i mm -hmm. i think it was that belt meant something with him as champion and not to say it won't with claudio as champion but i think this is just them setting up they're getting their ducks in a row for their new show you know and like, mm -hmm. obviously, AEW wants to keep 
Daniel Garcia, that's why he lost, you know. So, mm. and FTR is not going to be in Ring of Honor. The Briscoes are. So here, grab your belts, mm-hmm. you know. So I think it makes mm. sense from that standpoint. I don't think the right people won every match, but for what they're trying to do, I think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's a sh- and like F- <clears throat> FTR losing to the Briscoes just to get to that match really quick, like was the most obvious to me once FTR lost to the acclaimed on Dynamite. Cause I yeah. was saying it here when they lost, I was like, damn, I mean, I was like, they're definitely going to lose those ring of eye. I just saw the writing on the wall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, they didn't give them the ring of, they didn't give them the AW titles here so they could have them all. I was like, I think they're probably going to lose. Cause you can't have the Briscoes lose three in a row, you yeah. know, to FTR, especially if they're going to be, they can't be on television. And also you know, the Briscoes can't beat the AEW tag team champions either. You know, like that mm-hmm. makes yeah, yeah, AEW yeah. look bad, you know? So yeah, right. exactly. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. But so, I think with, yeah. um, I was just going to say really quick with the results, like, I guess you're saying they're getting all their ducks in the row. The Garcia thing bugs me because it was such a big moment in Buffalo when he won that title. And um, <clears throat> the title itself, the ring of honor, pure title to me, I'm not a huge fan of Ring of Honor, so I'm not like obsessed with that title. But I thought it was building to something with him and Jericho and the Ring of Honor title, or it was building to something with them. And I guess all that just kind of gets pushed aside now. And and now Wheeler Yuta is the champion again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was a little bummed out that it seems like that whole thing is just going to be an afterthought. And um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I do think it's strange about this idea if they're going to do the Honor Club. Uh, streaming service as a way to watch the television, the weekly show. Okay. Because TNA did that. Remember back in the day, the nine 99 mm-hmm. for their weekly yeah. show. That's definitely not the model. <clears throat> it's ideal. I don't think that's the ideal mm-hmm. model that Tony Khan would want. He's probably taking what he could get for right now. I think it was already in place to have yeah. this sort of setup. but if they get, you know, 20 or 15,000 subscribers a month, I mean, I don't think they can turn a, profit like really when it comes down to it so is this more just for i guess the love of the game right now yeah i mean well turning a profit is you know debatable right because like what are these guys <laughs> contracts right what is the production cost when they already have their own venues you know what i mean like they have venues that they could shoot the shows, right they had they shoot already multiple shows that they could tack on an hour of ring of honor like before you saying tape them when you're attending yeah you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's like uh i don't know that there's like any sort of excess cost other than talent contracts that you'd be bringing in to fill up a roh roster yeah. but those guys also are indie wrestlers who aren't making any money so it's not like any the contracts aren't going to be huge million dollar deals right so like i don't know what the we don't none of us know what the cost yeah. is versus what any kind of revenue they bring in so who knows if it's going to turn but like an extra revenue stream for AEW, you know, not that they need it, but like mm. for any business is just a good thing. Right. So like if you're getting $10 a month from 15,000 people, you know, it's just right. your padding. Like what is WWE profit you know I mean? on NXT? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, so it is what merch, it is. I'm sure there's some merch though with NXT, like they do do well enough. So maybe that's the point. And plan. ROH, ROH already selling merch, you know, so. Yeah, yeah I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Like their graphics for their show, the pay per view were nice. Like everything mm-hmm. looked good on the show. Um, and I'm not, I'm not complaining because this was my wish. Get them, yeah, to their own thing. And AEW can now be the concentration, and that kind of gets me hyped for next year. Um, Duke, really quick, the the details of the show. If you want to run through any of this, uh, at least let's talk about the Claudio Chris Jericho finish because this got a lot of people talking. 
-hmm. it's one of a kind, right? I don't think, well, I know it hasn't happened with Claudio, maybe back in the day, someone won with the big swing, but, um, pretty unique finish. Yeah. I thought it was super cool. I mean, how many times in mm -hmm. 2022 can you say, Oh, I never saw that before. Yeah, exactly. You know, I thought it was super cool. And, uh, you know, afterwards his boys come out and, you know, they celebrate together. So I thought that was cool. And like I said, I think it was just them getting to where, you know, they needed to be moving forward now, you know, mm -hmm. I wish better for Claudio, you know, yes. I wish that he would be featured higher. Um, unfortunately, like I, <clears throat> we all love Claudio. But like when I hear him talk, I'm like, shit, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. damn. Dude, I don't like, feel that way, man. You back like I I really do. Like I do. I'm not saying he's like he's definitely not a Ricky Starks. If you put them in the same, yeah. you know, with this moment, give them the moment. He would mm -hmm. stumble. But the thing about uh, Claudio, I think, is um he's definitely better served as a baby face. So hopefully mm -hmm. they keep him oh, that yeah, way. For sure. I think he's <clears> just <throat> um I don't know where to, how to put my finger on it, but I just think he's uh, a humble guy and mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to be as mean as he as and nasty as his strength sometimes displays. And maybe. Yeah, but like that's, you know, kind of part nice of guys it. Right? Last. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's you can be a nice guy. Like, I don't think Daniel Bryan's an awful human being. Brian yeah. Danielson, excuse me. And he got to the top. You know, I think there's been other guys that, you know, have gotten to the top staying at the top that's different you gotta probably be sort of jerkish yeah. i don't even know if you have to be a bad person you just have to know how to say no dude that's not what my character would do you have to you know bet on yourself sometimes and stuff like that with claudio i don't think it's well look like... there's a good chance claudio doesn't have the best taste <clears throat> or style in in his i mean look like he comes out and he he wears like suits like from like 2005 right they're kind mm -hmm. of over oversized a little bit <clears throat> he's not like i just think he's a wrestler's wrestler but fun fact scary fact december 27th he'll be 42 years old wow um that is uh maybe sadly we're just here to witness him there to help other guys maybe that's how they have an understanding maybe this is his his place like i hope not but we, we keep holding out this hope that he's gonna have this moment and i know i do still but you do mm -hmm. yeah and like i've been i've been wanting to like i've been meaning to like say something because like we always get into like these conversations regarding claudio where like we feel like he should be more and it's like like duke said and it was like it was it, it struck <clears> me because it was like yeah when he talks it's kind of rough yeah listening to it you know and it's sort of like maybe we just gotta understand that this guy's not going to be the mm -hmm. world champion you know mm -hmm. yep. and it's like and there's lots of guys like that you know historically um guys who bet guys better than claudio you <clears> know <throat> what i mean who never got to that that really tippy top point and you know we wish we did but he's 40 something years old the moment seemingly has passed him and he seems happy as a pig and shit to be like ring of honor champion type mm -hmm. of guy, you know? So it's sort of like, maybe he's just in a good spot career wise. He understands I'm getting old. He might only, he might know he only has a couple years left and mm -hmm. he's not trying to break his back or whatever. I don't know. Right. We don't know his circumstance, but like, I think we have to come to that point where we're just like, listen, he's not, he's not the main guy. Yeah. And like, I think this is, I think this is, um, this is officially my last step of grief with yeah, claudio yeah. <laughs> i think i'm at the acceptance hey man tom brady won a super bowl when he was 43 
Yeah, it's true. I like that optimism. Because yeah. I'm thinking maybe I do have to accept that about Claudio. Yeah. But um, because I dude, he's definitely top 10 favorites right now. He, mm-hmm. You know, I love the guy. And when he talks, I, I'm like, I'm, I root for him so much. He mm-hmm. did have some things, though, at Roman before he left um, where it was a, a chance, so to speak. But yeah. Yeah. Once again, the mic skills. It, it Literally he's... his only chance, by the way. Right. Right. Yeah. But um, crazy. We'll see. We'll see what Claudio. We'll see what Ring of Honor. Um, really quick switching to NXT because they had a show this weekend uh, and we'll get into some WWE stuff next week um, more on the topical you know uh, current product but can we talk about NXT real quick before we do I want to go back to the Ring of Honor show because okay. I want I want to talk about the FTR Briscoes match more because that shit I don't did you see any of that John I did brutal brutally violent it like reminded- very violent that brutally violent even the referee was juiced um everybody was a bloody mess uh but it was a dog collar match you know and like those guys they've had three of the best tag team matches of the last like you know 16 months or however long it's been since they started this feud and like i know you don't like the briscoes tooch but like those guys are good you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, like they're good, whether we like their whole Delaware redneck vibe or whatever it is, you know, it's like, it's one thing, but their matches, they're always bangers. They feel like fights to me, you know, like they feel like if there's something on the line when those guys are wrestling. I, that's what I think makes them really great. And like FTR and them have such great chemistry. I thought all three of their matches were bangers. I heard a lot of people saying they think this match is the best of the bunch. I don't, I think it was the second match that was the best, but all good like like five-star level matches as far as I'm concerned. And FTR losing is a bummer, but like the way the all the finishes in these matches I thought have been like stellar. Um, I want to say like these last three Ring of Honor shows, they're like, they feel like as good of any as any Ring of Honor show that I used to watch, you know, like from top to mm. bottom, you know, like, cause I, when I would watch those old shows, when I, even the ones like I'm super nostalgic about, there's a lot of like, sort of nonsense in the early maybe a cool match here and then like the end is real strong and like that's how these shows have been so it's like i want to give tony khan a little little love for like so you think tony tony khan has put some respect back on its name yeah i think those shows are really good shows like i think these shows are better than any of the ring of honor shows in the last like two or three years of that company's life you know i think these are better shows than any of that and i think it's like you know i think it says something for that still being an option, you know, and like, and other also people like Willow having matches and getting huge reactions, you know what I mean? Like, Wheeler, I love Willow, Yuta, yeah, Wheeler, Yuta, and Daniel Garcia, like, their match was just a good, you know, using the pure rules, which you know, I even always think is a little too gimmicky for like the match, but like, whatever it is, it's a ring of honor thing. It's like, it just all this shit just it works there, and like, so I'm happy that this show is around because I think Tony Khan's doing a good job. I think it was another banger show. I think all three of those Ring of Honor shows have been really fucking good. And it's like, even to me, it surprises me. You know what I mean? Because like I didn't expect, anticipate them being that fun. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to show that show a little love before we move on to NXT. No, yeah, that's definitely fair. Because, I mean, Tony Khan's is a super duper fan of Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. Admittedly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, good for him to get this, like, baby uh it's almost like, you know, a fan buying uh, his company out. Like he, it's pretty cool to see that. And he's, he's doing, I guess, uh, right by the fans, just like you said, like, I think ROH fans are, are, are appreciating it. And 
good for them. It's it's not my it's not my thing. Briscoes, that's changed the channel stuff for me, but I get it. So we'll talk about WWE next week, all the current stuff going on. Seth Rollins, US title reign. We got a lot of topical things. I think Matt Riddle is currently suspended. We're going to have to get into some rumors and innuendo and WWE and also some of the stuff they're doing with Bray Wyatt and uh, LA Knight is cool. But we'll, we'll get into that stuff next week. NXT had a pay-per-view this weekend or a premium live event. My bad. Duke, uh, what did you think of the show overall? Um, Overall, I thought it was fine. Uh, I normally, I'm into NXT. Like, I know you're not. Uh, you don't like the whole, you know, system, the farm system treatment type thing. I was very much into NXT when Triple H was in charge. Uh, I thought it was the best wrestling at that time. Uh, this new, you know, colorful um, Shawn Michaels version, I'm not so much into. But did they, they did ditch the color really quick? Did they ditch the color, though? Or is it still kind of colorful? Well, it's it, they have the yellow and black still, but it's still mm -hmm. very bright and I don't know. It looks different. It's, okay. it's it's not like it was with the neon colors. Um yeah. And I didn't even hate that. It's just I it, like it that. different. You know, like yeah, but um Triple H's vision of NXT I preferred. Anyway. Gotcha. 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 They introduced a new a new match called the Iron Survivor Challenge. This was introduced by uh one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, one of Frank's favorites. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. He had a nice round table. I don't know if you guys saw with previous uh, WWE legends. Did you guys see this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, and, um, we're talking about with Road Dog and the kid. Yeah, the kid. Medusa. Medusa. Yes. So the Iron Survivor Challenge was essentially an Iron Man match, which, for those that don't know, you there's a time limit, and you score as many falls as you can within that time limit, and the person with the most falls wins the match. But in these matches, there were five wrestlers. They did a women's and a men's match. And if you suffered the fall, if you were um, pinned or if you submitted, you went into a penalty box okay. uh, for, you know, you had to serve a penalty. I think it was a minute. Um, but besides that, it was just an Ironman match. So there was a women's one, which uh, Roxanne Perez won. She beat Cora Jade, Indy Hartwell, Kiana James, and Zoe Stark. Um, that was pretty cool. I think there's, um, I think Roxanne Perez is, they're really high on her. Um, yeah. I think that Cora Jade is the star out of those names. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Zoe Stark. Oh, yeah. She's really good in the ring, but she's, I can see her as like a trainer. She's not very like charismatic to me. Um, but the match was solid. Um, and then we had, there was actually a big history made um, on NXT. I'm not even joking. Uh, the New Day won the NXT Tag Team Championship, and Kofi mm -hmm. Kingston is now the most highly decorated tag team wrestler of all time. He's so why does that count? Why does that count? Uh, I think it's because it's a WWE title. It's under the branding but like we won't say that. Well, they uh, they count. Braun Breaker is a world champion. No, in WWE. Uh, they do count WCW titles because he 
I don't know if you guys knew, but Booker T was the previous uh, holder of that oh, distinction. So they hmm. count like WCW tag team titles. I'm not sure. I mean, not like titles mean much anymore. In oh, no, no, I know. I'm saying, why does it count for him to win NXT tag team titles? <clears throat> I mean, do you like... want me to text Shawn Michaels right now? Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Get him on speed dial because I don't agree with that. That should not be recognized as a WWE tag team championship. It literally says NXT, you know? Yeah, and um, uh, I don't really know why and uh, the New Day is there, you know? Like, um, I guess because they have no shot of being the WWE tag team title. That's title like, that's holders, what I they... don't like about it. You yeah. Know, like them, them being there. Cause it just feels like, well, you're telling me that one of <clears> your <throat> arguably, right. This is what the people of the internet have claimed, like mm-hmm. the greatest stable and one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. They're just on your C show, your developmental show, according mm-hmm. to Triple H, and like they're the champions of that show. But like, that's like know. arguing that FTR shouldn't have been in Ring of Honor, right? Or Claudio. Well, that's different because our that's like them venturing out. Like they were all over the world. They weren't just in Ring of Honor. They were all over the world collecting titles. You know, where like this is sort of like it feels like a demotion because those guys aren't allowed to go all over the world, right? We have nothing for you creatively. Uh, so go and fucking kill these, like you know, who I think are pretty fun tag team champions in nxt yeah. you know yep. and like pretty you, deadly you know yeah pretty deadly and like you know like not that they bury them you know it's a, a decent match but it's just like i don't know like what does that do for other than kofi kingston having this like w- rare distinction what does that do for the new day mm-hmm. at all? Well, maybe they're trying to get them over right maybe they're trying well, to i give think them the, the idea are they is... do they need help being or are they not over new day no, no, no. I'm saying the uh, pretty oh, good. The, uh, they're trying to help, okay. yeah. help them get over. You I, know? I think what they're trying over. to do is get eyes on NXT because now the rumor is that the bloodline is going to show up there. Oh, wow. They're, yeah, rumors, guess, they're rumored they to numbers. like just make one appearance and then maybe, you know, Solo Sokoa takes the um the title from Braun Breaker or something. But that's the rumor that they're going to have one like the whole this is why I don't like show up and I don't like the NXT thing. I just feel like it's so pointless, man. Bloodline. It's like, it's bro, just... do you have any other fucking stories in the WWE other than the bloodline just on every show? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's yeah. cool, but yep. it's just like, geez, do we care about anything else? Well, the NWO would show up on WCW Saturday night and it was like, you know, and they just fucking buried, and it helped buried the company. You know what I mean? Like as much as we love the NWO, we got to a point where it's like, okay, well, here's the NWO to fuck everything up. It's just like I feel like WWE needs to master their main stuff before they start. <laughs> I don't know why the focus is so hard on NXT. Maybe I'm not speaking like a businessman right now, but mm-hmm. you know, it just feels so um I guess out of place all of the NXT stuff. Like the fact that they're so in your face about who's going to like okay, the new day went down there to work pretty deadly. And um Braun Breaker, they're saying he's next in line to come up. It's like why are we watching him every week in NXT if we know he's just going up to WWE? Yeah. Like, it's like, why am I going to go to NXT and get invested in anyone if I know they're just getting fed up to the next level? Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not as high on NXT right now as I know what you're saying, Duke. When it was black and gold, quote unquote, and it was Sami Zayn, even Kevin Owens showing mm-hmm. up, you had Robert Roode or Bobby Roode. There was yep. a lot of things that they, not it doesn't Morris feel and Balor. Yes, it doesn't American feel, Alpha, the revolution. It doesn't feel like that. The revival, sorry. 
That was um, honestly, though, a moment in time. And I don't think you can get that back because it was the first time fans like me or WWE fans were seeing all these styles merge onto a show and be given um, sort of like a green light to wrestle and, and mm-hmm. have these. So point is, um, you know, I guess I'm sounding like I'm burying it with this NXT show, though. Once again, I guess so they had the whole like there's a woman's one and there's a men's one, right? Because you mm-hmm. gotta be even, everything's mm-hmm. gotta be even, Steven. Which one did you like better? Uh the men's one for sure. Um the men's match was uh Grayson Waller, Axiom, who's a masked man. Um, he wrestled in NXT UK, Carmelo Hayes, JD McDonough, and Joe Gacy. And um I'm not really a fan of most of the guys in the in this match the they're really high on Carmelo Hayes and I don't get it like at all at all um but I I do I think Grayson Waller is a star I don't know if you guys have seen him or yeah if you're uh, familiar with him um, I don't like his well, gear yeah I see that's different though. Like he's different. That's what I think is cool about him. Like he wears like the boxing shorts and he's super charismatic. Yeah, boxer. Man. Like he was he was a previously a fighter, yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, um yeah, that's fine. You don't like independent wrestling. You think the guy should just come to WWE and debut, and that's not how life works. You can't. No, just I mean I, that's not how it is. I just think you gotta. You, not John, you see... don't like Ring of Honor. You don't like NXT. <laughs> you don't like Impact. Guys have to start somewhere. But I just feel like if if your character doesn't feel artificial, I'll like you. And there's not one person in NXT I've seen that doesn't seem super artificial. Like they all seem very phony baloney. Like I just, just think they're green as shit, most of them, you know? And I got Yeah, why do I want to watch green shit? I don't watch triple A I don't watch the G League. I don't watch NBA G League. Like I just Yeah, don't. but you watch college, right? Like you watch March Madness. You know what I mean? Like you, so you this I is college. I, I mean, don't think that everybody there is green and, and you admittedly don't watch it every week. So you can't really comment on stuff that well, you don't watch. No, but when I do watch it, and I have seen Grayson Waller, I've seen Cameron Grimes, I've seen uh I've seen Joe Gacy. It's brutal like it's brutal <laughs> and i mean i'm telling you when we watched when nxt existed and i saw the wyatt family appear i was watching it and i was like actually immersed in it it was it was like it grabbed me you know so i just don't feel like there's anything grabbing me in nxt right now i i, I mean yeah, I that's probably... fair that's fair and you're entitled to your opinion but well, like i i don't think it's fair to say that everybody in nxt is like that because that's not the case not everybody tell me, is. On tell me who I should tune in specifically to watch. No one, because your mind's already made up. No, Just like I, your mind's made true. up about. I'm sorry. No, no, that's not, if there's someone that you think I respect your opinion. There's someone I should tune in to watch in NXT. Well, who, you who just you said say? you don't like Grayson Waller. He's phony and you don't like him. So that's fine. I do yeah, like him. I don't and I, I think yeah. he's a star and I think he is very natural in the mic. He's. He's charismatic and he can talk just he's very like witty and quick. And I think that's important to have. And I think he doesn't look like anybody else. He does like the social media bullshit, which has been done to death. But I do think that he's super athletic. He has charisma. I don't know. I'm 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 with you on Carmelo Hayes, though, because every time I watch him, it's just like he's acrobatic. He's athletic. 
I know it's Shawn Michaels' boy. Yeah, um, that to me is an act. That dude is as corny as it gets. Like, oh, you don't like? Yeah, that's right. You don't like Carmelo, and Carme- I think Carmelo is pretty decent. Yeah, you do not at all. Yeah, and I, before we move on, I, with Grayson Waller, I, don't, I haven't watched a lot of him, so admittedly, I haven't even really heard him on the mic. But when I look at him, I get um, strong. Uh, what was that guy that was with the like Alex Riley? Yes, vibes. Alex Riley. Yes, yeah, I, I can see strong. that. Yep. and like and. I liked I Alex Riley. Yeah, I couldn't so stay that guy. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't stay I liked him. Guy. Yeah, yeah. he's actually it. showing up in NWA, so tune in. Yeah, yeah I, I love Alex Riley. Yeah, uh, go figure. I do agree. I I felt the same way about that. Yeah. What about their women's title picture? Because Mandy Rose, <clears throat> she's trying to. I mean, she she's always on an about epic tr- run. <laughs> yeah, and now, like, I would have never thought that. Do you know, like, that they would go no. with her as? Yeah. Do you feel like she's improved? Absolutely. For sure. I mean, she's always had what is necessary to be a WWE diva, you know, for sure. Like at that time when she diva. came in, like mm-hmm. she was a beautiful blonde, you know, Vince loves that. But she has really improved her. Her mic works improved. Um, She's got her little group with her, you know, so she I think she's entertaining. Is there like, you know. I still get up and get a drink when she's on. It's not like it's must see TV, but I do feel like at least her character is captivating. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she has improved, I think, for sure. You know, um, yeah. But I think they do have some women that have like it in NXT. And like I mentioned, Cora Jade, I think her definitely as a heel, mm-hmm. I think, is something. And, um, Roxanne Perez is just a very likable, like little yeah. bud that you want to cheer for, you know. So, and then, yeah. um, her yeah, gear I mean, was like, her I, gear was I totally, agree. her gear yeah, was totally AJ Mendez and Lita. Oh, combo yeah. vibes, sure. you know what I mean? Yep. Which I think yep. is cool. Um, I, I agree with you, John, about like a lot of these dudes are phony and like, you know, it's very, it's overproduced and stuff like that. But I do think that, you know, they're a product of their system. I don't think it's fair to write these guys off, you know, because they right. You gotta <laughs> if start you're given somewhere. the opportunity to work for mm-hmm. the WWE NXT or not, are you going to take it? You know, like right, right, sure, absolutely. I, I don't agree with the indie, you know, hatred. You know, you, they have to start somewhere. And like, I get it. JD yeah. McDonough is pretty cool too. Like, he's a good technician. He kind of gives me like, no offense, Chris Benoit vi- vibes. You know that like kind of ice man you know deal um mm-hmm. i know that dean malenko was the ice man but just a, a yes. technical yeah. wrestler like that's his thing you know like that's it yeah so i don't know you gotta everything... start you gotta start somewhere i get that and i feel yeah. like um it's not just a criticism like oh indie wrestling like i've in, in two in 1998 i was going to indie shows like i've seen my fair share of indie stuff like i i know you gotta start somewhere but I guess it's just the way that this NXT system, you said it at the top. Like, I don't love the way the system works. I mean, yep. when it was FCW, even it wasn't as, as black and white as, okay, you know, you'll move up to this and you'll move right. up to that with this. It's pretty obvious what they're doing. And Shawn Michaels, man, he's my guy, you know, it's one of my guys, top three of all time, but is he really, um, what do you think of the Shawn Michaels run so far for NXT? Yeah, I I'm not really a fan of it, you know. Like okay. like I said, um, it's just 
I'm not as critical of it as you are. Like Joe Gacy is a fake ass Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And then when he gets in the ring, he's essentially Kevin Owens, but in wrestling tights. You know, he's doing acrobatic stuff for a bigger dude, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, once again, been there, done that. So I'm not mm-hmm. out here crowning NXT by any means. And I liked NXT a lot more previously, but it's just, I think it's, um, there are redeeming qualities, you know? Well, that's fair. Um, And then the last... as far as, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because you said, and I thought of you watching the NXT title match because you said that when we covered the Survivor Series, you said that you were into the story of the bloodline. Like you liked all the lead up and you just didn't like who was involved. Mm -hmm. So like in the NXT title match, I thought of you because like it was Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews, who once again, Apollo Crews was you know, just kind of floating up there. And they were like, oh, go down to NXT, pal. Put over this kid, you know. But previously, they did some off-site stuff, which you love. Mm-hmm. You know, they went fishing, you know, yeah. together. And they met at a diner. And, like, that stuff was cool that you might enjoy. Unfortunately, you don't care about the guys involved, you know. Braun, Cruise. you're cool with. But, you know... Apollo Crews, you're like, I don't give a shit about this guy. Mm-hmm. And like me neither, by the way. He's as vanilla as it gets, you know? Even like, in those vignettes, it was like, oh, man. Yeah. Because I watched brutal. them. They were cool. Yeah. Uh, little little exactly. you know, vignettes, offsite stuff. But it is it is Apollo Crews, which right. I know everybody was super high on you, Han Nation at the time. Remember that? Yeah, that I, I didn't see him when he was that. So and what I know, like coming in back, even when Triple H had NXT, I know he had a lot of um, fanfare. But since then, yeah, he's been floundering, floating for what his whole career in WWE, right? He's been floating Pretty much. Yeah. And like they didn't know what to do with him. He was a good guy and he was a bad guy. He was doing like the, you know, with the big bodyguard dude, you know, <laughs> yes. so like, yeah. I mean, and honestly, Braun Breaker, would you care about him if he wasn't Rex, Rick Steiner's son? Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I, that's how I feel. No. Yeah. Yeah. So no. and I, I think he's cool as shit because he's Rick Steiner's son. <laughs> exactly. But I, you know, otherwise would not care about him. So overall, no, the show is yeah. not like this must see TV by any means. But, you know, it's a premium live event that you get on <laughs> yeah. Peacock. So like I'm going to tune in. So, no, that's fair. And I mean, I guess so. Braun Breakers are still your champion. He's still, still your uh, NXT holding... champion. And then after the match, the winner of the Iron Survivor match, which was my boy Grayson Waller, Grayson Waller, and left what I call him. Oh, no, no, I, I said, it before you oh, said okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Grayson Waller came out and took him out and then laid the belt on him. So that's so they're building they're the next two. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What were your I thoughts th- on that match? Like that that this new match that yeah. Shawn Michaels concocted overall? Um, like I said, I didn't care about the guys involved. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things where you watch a five person ladder match, you know it's gonna be entertaining. Yeah. You're gonna see cool spots and stuff. Like a dude did a moonsault off the top of the penalty box, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. I'm not into Axiom, I'm not into Carmelo Hayes, I'm damn sure not into Joe Gacy. Yeah, so the concept, so, though, like if you took your five favorite no, wrestlers, I'm, in WWE... I think the concept, no, because mm-hmm. know what it felt like, honestly, um, the was it the king of the king of the mountain, king of the mountain, yeah. Oh, wow. Didn't they have yeah. a penalty box? That's what I thought of. I'm pretty and sure like, they did. You had to hang the title on the. It was TNA weird. very influential uh, to current wrestling. <laughs> I I feel <laughs> like would have thought it. 
you know, like make it simple. You know what I mean? Like all these weird matches and stuff. Like I understand you have to evolve and do cool stuff, but like it's too convoluted in my opinion. Yeah. You know, like when Shawn Michaels, that video of Shawn Michaels just explaining the match. Yeah, exactly. I was already like, what? what Yeah, like I can't even. It's like when I was trying, you know, John and I and Zern played this like wrestling board game and I'm a gamer. You know, I play a lot of tabletop Mm -hmm. games, but like, no, no, the other one, the Royal Rumble one, the cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And like, I'm explaining it and you guys were like, what, what? Like, Mike both looked at me. Yeah. You know, but then once we played, you got it. And that's kind yes. of the same thing. It's hard to explain, but once you watch it, you're like, oh, okay, this is how it works. But I did feel it was like convoluted. I don't know mm-hmm. if we'll see it again. You'd certainly. Oh, really? To, yeah. I, One I, didn't, done. I didn't think it was. I mean, even the crowd there didn't seem like overwhelmingly like it was interesting because like at the end of the match, like. Grayson Waller stole the fall and then he's literally running from the guy so he doesn't get pinned again, which was like oh, interesting. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you remember that um like WWE match limit. they did when Brian Kendrick was WWF absolutely, champion for five I seconds. Do. I absolutely oh, yeah. do. That's right. And that was um the actually championship scramble. That was kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. Super cool. Yeah. They never did but it. But there again. wasn't the penalty box thing, I think, is where no, it there was yeah, yeah, there was no penalty. But it was weird yeah. in the WWE, the scramble, like you're not officially champion, but you are if yeah. the time runs yeah. out. That was pretty we, cool. We counted Kendrick as champion. Though. I, yeah, w, we do. Yeah. And I think people do, though. Don't they still count him as a world champion? That doesn't nah, count on his record? Nah. I swore oh. that counted. Oh, no. Because they not. even said, if you recall, during that match, they were like, he is the current world champion. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. But current, it's not recognized but... in the, yes, it's not Until recognized. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Who yeah, won yeah, those matches? Do you guys remember off the top who won? Jericho won the I was going to say, I remember Jericho was being it. I just didn't remember if he won. Was that the only one? That was the night where Punk, he kicked Punk backstage and like took his, oh, basically. Oh, shit. Yeah, so Punk or Jericho won. Um, I'm not sure if that was the only time they ever did it. I thought that that was but... a, uh, what do you call it? Elimination Chamber match when he kicked No, him. that was a scramble because Batista, okay. something was no, involved there. That was, that was a scramble. That was a scramble. <laughs> it was a scramble. Did they like only my... do that scramble once? I don't remember. I, I, it's funny. I don't remember like that one night, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't remember much Yeah, else. I feel like... Yeah, I remember um, us t- being super hyped that Kendrick was in it, though. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I feel like that um, Iron Survivor um, challenge ch- scrambled my brain trying to yeah. um, <laughs> it, think right it was now. A, yeah, I just think you got to keep it simple. You know, exactly. Exactly. Get back to basics, right? Like, yep. you know, you don't have to overthink this shit. But um, yeah. yep, they actually had a scramble match for ECW. It was on an unforgiving. Oh, okay. Um, and, and they had one for ECW, one for the, the world title. And uh Jericho took Punk's place and okay. yeah, won the title. So that was that. But <laughs> funny when you Google that, the first thing that comes up is is Brian Kendrick really the <laughs> WWE champion? Yeah, it's funny, <laughs> so yeah. it's funny. Nope, not official. It did not happen in the record books. He's uh is he working for them again? Yeah, he produced yes. um okay. which match did he produce? He produced that fucking Ronda Rousey match. Okay. Oh, that sounds like him. Yeah, it sounds like it was something Brian Kendrick would uh produce. Oh, uh, was that the um, Shasi. The Shasi, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So I think on that note. We'll probably get into WWE next week. More of that stuff. We'll talk about uh, some current AEW stuff. We'll see how the winter is coming. All panned out. If Ricky, I'm Stark actually really champion. excited for that. 
Me too. This is coming off one of my favorite dynamites. So here we go. We got another week in Texas. It'll be fun. Uh, also, next week, we're going to be covering the Degeneration X pay-per-view and Starcade 97. Compare and contrast those. That's going to be super fun. Uh, we'll see how those shows. We're going to give you nice ratings for each match. So watch those shows if you want to keep up with us. And uh, like I said, we're going to get into more stuff as this year winds down. And really quick, once again, subscribe on YouTube and like the videos. Also, follow us on Instagram. We keep getting a lot, a lot of hate. So if you want to pile on the hate, <laughs> you know, or or defend us, feel free to do that. Um, the com this is this is the comment that appears most, and it's unfortunately the most overused comment in social media. Mm -hmm. And then it says, uh, "It'd just be like L take." Yeah, that's oh. all they could say. It's just that's an L cool. take. Thank Everything you. we say. <laughs> keep watching. Thank you. Keep watching. So we got and and also we're we're miserable, we're negative, we're grumpy, we're grouchy. I feel we're like jealous. we just put over a lot. These of are wrestling. all true things. These are all true things. We're only in this for the fame. Remember? Yeah, we're. Oh yeah, we're we're remember this. That's what oh, we're the best, here for. The best one this week was, and I love this. You guys have never been in the business or stepped in a ring. So how can you have an opinion? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I've been in the business. <laughs> <laughs> we've been in this business so you know, i worked i've worked a pro wrestling show i've been behind mm -hmm. the scenes yeah Fuck i spent some days man. in czw yeah so i took real some bumps. quick real quick though mm -hmm. has joe buck ever played football right it's a bad yeah. bad no, exactly it's, it's stupid. stupid like that's a has, stupid thing to say yeah it's like, it's Joe Buck called us you can call me grumpy because I'm admittedly grumpy, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, pretty, dare I say, oozy. I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty, <laughs> I'm, also I'm feeling pretty, I'm, I'm on a high after last week's AEW. So if my wrestling, uh, my love continues and I'm going to have fun watching Starcade 97 this week and the Degeneration X pay-per-view and mm -hmm. uh, next week will be fun. So yeah, this is it. This has been fun next week. We'll see you then for the East-West Connection. This has been the Weekly Wrap. It's been fun. Catch you next time. Peace out. <laughs>